Jim, no, I do not think June 24th should be a national holiday. I think that's pretty messed up. You want it to be. Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here from Computer and Play Game. And welcome to a bonus beer episode for our Patreon exclusive oh, yeah. fans. I'm, I'm scared to ask what that's in remembrance of. Um, it's, it's best you don't. I'm going to do that as you do your little spiel. When and, you hear the goddamn uh, and of course, we are joined by our good buddy, Nerdy Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? Good, guys. Glad to be here. Been looking forward to this for a whole month. I know. Miss you guys. We've all been, uh, Jim and I have been tardy on our own podcast with vacations, sicknesses, all kinds of things. But uh, we had a special request for a movie. The first request, actually. And we will get to it. It's a special one. And if you clicked on the episode, you already know what it is. <laughs> but, uh, Jambers, I think we, we only got a few, but uh, we did have some Patreon questions this week. So what do you have for us? But actually, wait, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit. What's everyone drinking? Nick, we'll start with you because, uh, number one, I like that Top Dad uh, glass because that is got oh, yeah. fancy. As I yeah. almost fucking drop it. What, what you got in that glass <laughs> yeah. today? So I got Cali Creamin. It's a vanilla cream ale. Actually, as a matter of fact, I was listening to your guys' latest uh, Power Hour podcast, and I heard some vanilla beer was being drank, and I'm like, beer right now. Nice. So this is from Mother Earth Brewing Company. It says, tasting notes of vanilla bean, cool and crisp, smooth finish ale with natural flavor added. Comes in at 5% alcohol by volume. And this is brewed in Vista, California, and Nampa, Idaho. Nampa. Nampa. N-A-M-P-A. I've never heard of that place before. Interesting. So it's California and that place? And Idaho, yeah. That's weird. Hmm. But here's the can here. Nice. Yeah, dude. Yeah, cream ales, as we said on, on our thing there, those are underrated and... Yeah, with the vanilla, when you get it, was there anything like we were talking about with ours? Like, is it very strong smelling and just a hint of the flavor? Actually, it's opposite. The, okay. the smell isn't really there, but the flavor is there. Ah, gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably rather have that. Give me that cream. Ah, Fuck Jim. Jim. Fuck I know what Jim. I said. I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Jamers, what are you drinking tonight? Bud Light, because I fuckload for my fucking black Jesus party skills. <laughs> I'm still trying to get rid of this. I've How given do away... you still have? <laughs> so, I told people we have a keg. Just get bring the keg, and then my wife mm -hmm. told people BYOB. BYOB. Mm -hmm. So everyone mm -hmm. brought a case with them, and they get there, and I'm like, why is everyone bringing cases? So <laughs> I, we've actually given away so much goddamn beer, like to the neighbors and shit like that, too, <laughs> and I still have a fuckload of beer I have to finish off. So. I mean, you brought over some leftovers at that one podcast. Yeah. So what, are you just down to, like, the Buds and the Millers and shit like that? I've given away the rest of the courses and the Millers. Is, 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 is. I'm down to the Buds. Ah, Jim. One of these days you'll buy some good beer. I, I brought three good beers over that I didn't buy. On, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> what was the last time you personally went out and bought a beer? I think when I went to Bush Gardens. God damn it, Jim. We still, I still have to bring that over, too. I have the IPA from uh, Virginia Beer Company. Keep forgetting about it. 
Well, tonight I am trying a new one from a local brewery that Jim and I have always enjoyed. Um, the Evil Genius, there's no crying in baseball. Hazy mm. Mango IPA. So Evil Genius is notorious for having some really great flavors in their beer. And this one so far is no different. It's hazy and refreshing. This beer knocks it out of the park with a hefty dose of dry hops and natural mango flavor. You could say it's in a league of its own. <laughs> oh, it's a play on words, Jim, you silly fuck. <laughs> Still trying to figure out this June 24th thing. <laughs> Jim, it might have been a pretty big national case. OJ? Really? OJ? What? It no. happened this year, <laughs> dummy. Amber Heard? No. Has to do with women, though. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds with, Ooh. like, Schmish Morshman? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jim, and I know you celebrate that day way too much, and I said you need to calm it down. Look, Bri, we all know that I'll be celebrating when a certain <laughs> amendment goes away. Now, I'm Grover's weight I'm not too happy about, but if, certain, if a certain amendment between the 17th and the 18th and the 20th, you know, something happens there, then we can talk. You just said three numbers, Jim. That's not yeah. how math works. But I did leave one out. You did. You, you did. Because <laughs> I, I realized halfway through I started one too early and I went, ah, shit. Fuck, Jim. <laughs> um, we yeah, are off so, to a great start. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to tie perfectly with the movie. But yes, I would say if you are ever lucky enough to get Evil Genius wherever you live, this is a great little hazy IPA. If you like the flavor of mango, mango is actually not utilized as much in IPAs. It'll get in like sours or other styles, but uh, I do. I always enjoy it when I see it in an IPA and when it's done well because mango is goddamn delicious. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's a real hazy boy. It's tough to really see through. Pretty damn good. I'm already on my second one. So nice. Yeah. Nice. So, Chambers, going back to the Patreon, what questions we got this week? Yep. Don't have to do my spiel, because if you're watching this, you're already a patron, so you know the deal. See, you learned. Only took me, is what, our six one? Yeah, six one. <laughs> <laughs> First up, from Alex Perez. Well, this is a, we got a spiel going here, so sit back. He, I love it when Alex gets drunk and writes his questions, because it's always like three <laughs> questions long. <laughs> So, I unironically love The Room. It's so goddamn bad, and I think that's what makes it so watchable. Music actually isn't half bad, plus titties. Oh, and I'm drunk. But this fucking guy, Tommy Wiseau, I ordered the flick on Blu-ray from his website two years ago. The order is still processing. I'll send proof in your DMs, Jim. So, I'll read you that. Uh, this is the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever seen anyone order. But, uh... Then he goes on to say, literally just realized my previous bitching wasn't a question. So, <laughs> what <are> some... <laughs> so what are some of your favorite bad movies, quote unquote? Besides The Room, I like The Pest, Troll 2, Movie 43, etc. Um, so first, Jim, I guess, do you have what he, you said the weirdest thing that he submitted? Did he actually DM you? Oh yeah, he DM'd me. So he put an order in. For on May 19th, 2020, that is currently processing from TommyWiseau.com. Product, sweatpants, hyphen, unisex sale, $12.99, free mask and blue, the room Blu-ray times one. So he got a set of sweatpants, a mask, and the room Blu-ray for 13 A mask? 
some kind of mask. Oh, like, face mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During you know COVID. Something yeah. Like that, yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, not a bad deal for thirteen bucks. But I guess you know if you're waiting two goddamn years, he should call himself Limited Run. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, oh. I mean, Jim, you you're used to getting things in combo deals. Like you got your your beautiful mp3 player with a thing of socks it was a radio it wasn't even an mp3 <laughs> oh, yeah. player just a radio picked up like two channels um bad movie well number one i'm offended he said the pest because that is a great movie that, that is, is not a bad classic. movie um i would say troll 2 is one that's a obvious pick of it is a bad movie but i enjoy it yep um i'm gonna throw something out there and i know we've talked about it I accept they're bad movies at this point, but I still love them. Uh, the original Street Fighter movie. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say Mario Brothers. Yeah, like... Love it. I, you could basically say most early video game movies. Even Mortal Kombat. Like, you could say uh, it's man. a bad movie, but I love it to death. You know so, what? I'll, I'll I don't think it's Mortal a bad movie. Kombat. I think Mortal Kombat's actually a pretty damn competent movie. Now, Annihilation, that's a different story. Well, that's, yes. that's a hate crime. Um, I'll even throw in there Angus. Angus? Angus is not a bad movie. What's Angus? How dare you? It's a movie about a fat kid. That's what it is. <laughs> Why did I immediately associate this with a gym joke? <laughs> It's a safe bet. Jim, why did I? Why did I know you would know that movie? (laughs) Why'd you go to Fat Kid, Brian? (laughs) Jim, I just thought of because I thought that movie earlier. Because I thought it innocently thought of Angus. (laughs) Everyone thinks about Angus. (laughs) Jim, I swear. Here's the deal. I randomly thought of that movie because I did used to watch it because I liked the soundtrack from it. It actually has a really good soundtrack. And I thought of that movie, and I was like, oh, yeah, no one ever talks about Angus. I was like, probably because it's a terrible movie. <laughs> we are the first people who've probably talked about Angus in 20 years. <laughs> Fuck, Jim, how did I know? <laughs> and I know you picked a fat kid movie. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Nick? <laughs> uh, I would probably say, like, Freddy Got Fingered. Okay. Yeah, like, that movie, that movie is, like, it's fucking hilarious, but it is god-awful. Mm-hmm. And it's all over the place, you know. Like it, none of it makes any fucking sense. Yeah, but I think that's why I like it. <laughs> but it's also a thing too, where like he—it's like Red Letter Media kind of said this. They're like, he might be a secret genius where he just made a movie as a fuck you to Hollywood, going, "Why did you give me money to make a movie?" So he yeah, makes exactly. The most Tom Green movie possible. Yeah, yeah, that that movie. Whew. When Tom Green was at his height, it's true. That's I think when he was like with Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Which is weird to think of now. Wait, who who do you think crashed harder, Tom Green or Dane Cook? Ooh, ooh. that's a tough one. You know, ooh, Dane Cook. I think Dane Cook was at a higher level. So, oh, he, he was, was at probably... like, yeah, because his stand up was huge too. Yeah, he did do- both of those. Well, he, he did Madison did... Square Garden. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, and he did the one. Was Madison Square Garden the one where it was in the circle? Yeah, in the round. Yeah, yeah, he did that, and then even the one before that, wherever it was. Yeah, it was huge arenas. He's in every terrible movie for like a two-year stretch of mm-hmm. like romantic comedies, and then he just disappeared. Right, you do not be Smirch Employee of the Month like that. <laughs> Is that one I, of your favorite movies, Jim? I did appreciate I like their that hideout. I enjoy that movie. Of course you do. You it's got Harlan Angus. Williams. It's got Harlan Williams. I'll watch anything with Harlan Williams in it. Hey, so does fucking Freddy Got Fingered. It, it does? You're right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, if you're going to talk Harlan Williams, you better talk Rocket Man. Oh. Well, <laughs> the Just bad they have bait, so. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it's funny. Like, I'm trying to think of another movie that most people would say is bad that we would agree is good. Yeah, because I think we all agree. Pest is not I would not consider yeah, it no. bad. Um, I mean, it's, yeah, it's annoying on purpose. So. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question, though. Yeah, I, but early video game movies. I mean, Brian, I'm surprised mm. you're not just rattling off a fucking laundry list with all the horror movies you watch. I could. I mean, we could say Blood yeah. Diner, Jim. I mean, Blood Diner is a classic. We could say, I, I, I could literally keep going. But that's the thing. is like Thanks Killing, Human Centipede. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, I do not enjoy uh-uh. let, let me be very clear I do not enjoy that the same uh-huh. way I warn multiple people about never watching the movie Rubber and if you don't know what Rubber is it's a movie about a killer tire and you would say oh yeah yeah you'd say yeah. how does a tire kill well it just <laughs> vibrates and reverberates until something explodes in front of it and it literally just rolls by itself down a road and kills people <laughs> even in bathtubs so I mean, Don't we got, we got poultry geist, we got basket case. I mean, you can't we even got, you can't even count horror movies. That's its own. Velocal Pastor. Oh, that's that a new movie. one. That one was the wife made me watch that one, and mm-hmm. I was like, "What is it? it? Yeah, yeah." Hobo with a shotgun. That was an interesting yeah. one. I like the trauma movies, like you know, Toxie yeah. and all that shit. So, mm-hmm. did you guys ever actually watch the old Ed Wood movies? Not the actual ones. I think I watched Planet Nine, Plan Nine before, but the other ones I haven't. I have Plan Nine on VHS, but I'm afraid to play the VHS because I don't. Want, out of all, like that's one of my like prized VHSs, so I don't want to like. It. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. There. yeah. Like I haven't watched like Glenn or Glenda or like the other ones he did. Yeah, Plan Nine is one where I can watch and I can enjoy, but like mm-hmm. it's probably I enjoy most Edward movies now because of the movie Edward with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah. Like, you yeah. gained a better appreciation for him. So, yeah, like, a lot of his movies, you can go, oh, okay, I can, now that I know what he was trying to do. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Now, Alex, quite, great quite question. a good parallel to today's movie, Brian. <laughs> oh, it sure is. <laughs> but we'll get to that soon. Alex, <laughs> make sure all your questions for this are when you are the most drunk. He, he's been yes. on a roll. His last, the last couple of weeks that he's about to put a question in when he's been drunk. <laughs> it's been long ones. And I love <laughs> Man after our heart. Uh, last up from uh, good old TJ Lawmans, could we make a better movie than The Room? Yes, I undoubtedly. Think... Mm-hmm. Give it, and if we had the same budget, a million trillion percent. If the game chasers can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, I was gonna say, given budgets, yeah, we could make a better movie. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, might not be as memorable, might not be as quote unquote entertaining, but it will be better. It'd be watchable. You never know if yeah. it's cult status for one reason or another, Jim. You just need a few memeable moments anymore for a movie to be. Yeah, cult- pretty much. Yeah, that's very true. The bar is very low anymore. Everyone is is is. I think more people go out and watch new movies and shows just to be the first ones on Twitter to try to meme something. Like, I'm not even convinced you watch it anymore for the entertainment. It's like, I want to be the first one to put out a thing of, like, oh, Thor. It's morbid time. Yeah. Oh, God. It's like, come on. Just let a movie be bad. It doesn't need to be turned into a meme all the time. Stop trying to force these memes. Uh, Fuck, Jim. (laughs) That's all I got to say about that. (laughs) 
Yeah, I did like Daredevil. Now that we're thinking, talking Daredevil's about Daredevil's not bad. Daredevil Daredevil's yeah. not bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, it gets so much shit, but for the time it came out, it was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Here's the deal. Uh, bless you. Thank you. Colin Farrell was complete cheese. Um, what's his face? Uh, fuck the guy that died who played Kingpin. Um, Michael Clark um, Duncan. Yeah, he he was fine as Kingpin. Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck is always boring to me, so it was just another boring role for him. And then Jennifer Garner. She was just hot, so it, it, it hit it hit the notes it needed to hit. Right. But uh, it's funny. That's one of those movies. When, when the soundtrack is so heavy of the time, I almost look at it the same way as I look at the original Batman with all the Prince music. It dates itself oh, yeah. so bad by the soundtrack of the time. And when it's too heavy into it. And I feel like every movie from 2002 to like 2009 did that. Like mm-hmm. they overused current music to a 10th degree. Whereas now more and more movies are using movies like songs from like 70s, 80s. Like they're mixing yeah. it up better versus just hits of the, the time they're being made. Right. I think um, kind of off subject, but on subject, because t- you talked about Resident Evil, the Netflix series. I watched it all the way through. And I it, was it just me or is like the whole fucking soundtrack just Billie Eilish? I, I, that Have you watched it all yet? Uh, no, we're up to episode five. Okay. I think. Yeah, all the music is just this like whisper singing that's like super popular these days, you know, and like mumbling and stuff. But that show will date itself too. I mean, I don't think people are going to be going back to that. Yeah. <sighs> At least people, you know, they, they, they like Batman. So they go back to Batman. They like the movies from the 2000s. They go back to the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Or fuck, there's gonna be some goddamn kid twenty years from now. Um, this show is you know it's what it a is? classic. It's gonna be a future gym that's like each an underrated thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's gonna be everyone else saying you're an idiot, but guys, it had this. <laughs> yeah. Jim, what? <laughs> Tell Fucking me I'm wrong, face. Jim. Not <laughs> entirely wrong. <laughs> I need to be different and have the opinion nobody else has. Me. <laughs> I'm not trying to be different. I just beat all of you. <laughs> Jim. Oh. We uh, accept no. you, Jim. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> one of us. One of us. Google gobble. Google. <laughs> Jim, do a lot of these Bud Lights tonight. Jim, do a little dance for us. I will not do a dance. I know it's Jim. A truffle, shuffle, truffle, shuffle. <laughs> do it. Do it. Peer pressure, peer pressure. I, oh, shit. I love my pressure. <laughs> <laughs> cool. uh, no, hey, but, Jim. Uh, does your mom know you're gay? My mom thought it was gay for a while, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Jim. And then I think I have to tell this story. Uh, oh. So, me. Jim, our buddy Chris, and our buddy Matt. Oh, God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I want to hear it now. So we, you know, we we formed a friendship early in freshman year, and we were all commuters up until pre because we did a five-year program, so Mm pre-junior year, a few of the guys moved down there. But before then, we were always, like, at my house, at Jim's house, at my buddy Chris. Like, it would alternate. So we all get to meet each other's parents. My mom, Chris's mom, and Matt's like aunt or and grandmom all asked each of us, "Is Jim gay?" 
<laughs> Independent of being <laughs> it was so like why is it being asked so out of the blue? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I forget, like I remember my mom was just like, I just never hear him talking about girls or hear him <laughs> seeing with a girl. And I think one of them was like, he seems like a sensitive boy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, oh. like, I mean, they didn't care. They were just like, hey, why yeah. does he not have a girlfriend? He's, he's so, <laughs> he's, he's so gentle. <laughs> it's like the line in um, Out Cold. Well, yeah, you'd be a really weird straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a David Kechner. Yeah. <laughs> but like, literally, Ooh. I remember I, I mentioned it. I was like, my mom asked this, and then like, they both were like. So did ours. <laughs> 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 Choking on my beer. Next time I see you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet the listeners loved that story. Oh, uh, Jim. But even I, you, I always admit, even your old. even your own dad was like, "Oh, you finally brought a girl home." <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you don't have to be afraid of. I think she said like you don't have to be afraid of girls or something, you know. And I was like, I'm not afraid oh. of them. I'm just bad with them. I literally almost spit up all my beer. I can see because I can see your mom saying. It. Yeah, if you know my mother, that's the line you can see her saying. Oh my god, Jim! Like I said, Jim, we accept you. Look at me now. I'm rich in grandfather clocks and fridges and all kinds of good stuff. <laughs> Oh. You got, Jim, you got the shoes for it. Which, by the way, I did not realize you actually had a pair of those. Oh, that's my walking shoes, Brian. They make my back feel good. Oh, I can't believe you just used the term walking shoes. Wait, what shoes? New Balance. Uh, he's, he, he's got New Balance. I got some. You got jorts? Ironically, no. I got jorts. I don't. I don't. I don't do the jort thing, but I am a strong proponent of the cargo short. So I'm, Jim, I'm, that up. I'm also kind of mad if I'm looking at the picture from your Twitter correctly. You, you're wearing kind of the almost ankle socks, but they're pulled up a little too high because the gray bottom is way too high up on the heel. <laughs> oh, these, these these socks are a little bit too big. Yes. Yeah. So come on, man. I, you're either doing that or folding it in the front, and you can't be doing that at this age. <laughs> Just get yourself the big ass socks, accept your role, and know what's gonna happen. Oh, we accept you. What did we just say? I'm I'm a married dad. What do I have to impress? I don't give a fuck. Fuck all you people. <laughs> Jim, you, I said you you'd give a handsome handshake. <laughs> One day we'll tell that full story. Oh, we will. Don't you worry. <laughs> this is from too, uh, too many games, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to coordinate. We're trying to coordinate the wrap up with Dan and right. break all the stories out. But yeah. Jim, love you. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Sometimes it comes in handy. I'll take that handshake. I don't have to be bothered with shit. And that's why parents wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Any more questions, Jim? <laughs> No, no, that wraps it up for, that wraps it up for this. <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. What enjoying games had by all. Oh, man. Oh, Chambers. We had to get some laughs out before we talk about the mess that is this movie. 
Uh, oh. so, so, Chambers, why don't you why don't you lead us into what the request is and and give us a little information <laughs> on this classic classic title? My you fucking know, face it, hurts. <laughs> At this point, what the mm-hmm. fuck do you say about this movie? We are reviewing mm-hmm. Tommy Wiseau's seminal classic, The Room. Yes, directed by, written by, produced, and starring Tommy Wiseau himself. Came out in 2003. Also starring Juliette Danielle, Greg Sestero, Philip Haldeman, and Carolyn Minot. Probably didn't need to say any of their names. Right. Yeah. It was necessary. <laughs> Came in with a budget of six million dollars. You're not supposed to say that. We already said that. Like most of us already, we could have asked Nick, but you know, fuck it. We'll ask Nick. Nick, what do you think it made initially at the box office? Initially, I'll say like five five thousand dollars. Brian, you know this answer. I do, so I won't say it. Okay, actually, Nick was pretty close. Nineteen hundred. Oh. Shit. It, it had yeah, a limited it had ugh. a limited release of like, you know, a bunch of theaters around town because mm-hmm. Tommy's a crazy person. Apparently Tommy paid five grand a month for five fucking years to keep the picture of his face on a billboard on yep. one corner of goddamn Los Angeles. So But here, Do you have oh go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say here's the I know that initial amount, the uh nineteen hundred, but Jim I don't think you looked this up because I know you didn't do a second layer of research. You're right. Nick and Jim, since it hit cult status. Oh, God. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Sold in DVDs. How much do you think it's made since then? So remember, 2003, it's hit cult status, the disaster artist. uh, Worldwide, how much do you think it's made? Just the movie itself or like sales or like views in theater or whatever. It's world. It just uh, the thing I'm pulling from has worldwide. Now, here's the deal. There's a dramatic di- difference between domestic and worldwide. Um, so, sure. I'm sure. just worldwide. What do you think it's made? Does it say worldwide box office or just total sales? It just says total sales. Huh. Okay. Uh, I'll say twelve million. Mm. I'll go. I'll go double the the rate salary budget that's the word <laughs> you know what i'll say i'll say 20 4.9 what i was closer yeah. at least that's it yeah. so, domestically it only made like just under 550k worldwide it was 4.4 million see i thought north america would be way goddamn more here's the deal here what i'm assuming and the same way i i mean i watched it on youtube Fucking it was a uncut China. like my whole thought is I don't. I've never seen a DVD of this out, and I know you can buy it like like Alex, you know, got it in a bundle. But everything oh, I ever knew about this was always it in a bundle. He hasn't gotten it in a bundle. But it's always been on YouTube, like for free. So it's like I'm shocked it even made that. Like, who's buying this? Like, I wish I could get that info of who's actually been buying this anywhere else. People who ain't on the joke. And what's crazy is it's on YouTube for free with no ads. No ads and fully uncensored. Now, it could have been just people keep uploading it if it gets flagged down after enough views. That's probably what it is. But Mm -hmm. still, it's not hard to find at all. And like you said, I don't know what it sold for. Like, the DVDs must have been the thing. to even. So he still hasn't even recouped costs. Mm -mm. No. And we know this. And... If you don't know the story of Tommy Wiseau, look him up. 
very interesting dude. We're not here to give his autobiography, but he went on to do many more terrible movies, a terrible mm-hmm. show that's on Hulu, yeah. I think. So, Is it on Hulu? Yeah. Yep. What is it? The Residence? I thought it was or, like The Neighbors or the something. The Neighbors, something like that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, all right, Chambers, so then, all right, so you have the information on the scores for us? Yep. I'll bring that up right now. Ooh, this has to be terrible. So have you, you looked up the scores? Brian? No. Okay. Me neither. But I know it's going to be t- like I don't even Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm like There's got to be some like ironic Well, positive. Jim, remember, don't do Metacritic. Only do Tomato. And do well, we, can do both. we can do both. All right, so in Rotten Tomatoes, give us the the critic and the audience. Um Are, are we guessing? Yeah. Yeah, you two are guessing. Okay. You can go first, Nick, for a critic and all right, so for critic, I'm gonna give it a zero, <laughs> and for um, audience, I'll give it like a, a seven. Okay. All right, Brian. For critic. I'll just go over zero, and I'll say one percent. Um, for audience, you said seven. Mm-hmm. I'll go under and say six. What is it, Jim? Critic. 26. What? What? Audience, 47. Get the What the fuck? What? No way. Anyone that gave it any kind of high thing was clearly just a troll. They're all memeing. Because, yeah, like, the audience scores 5,000 plus ratings. But I've seen critics give that kind of score to, like, what we would consider not bad movies. Right. That's amazing. 20, you said 26? Yep. Jesus Christ. All right, so then Metacritic. Right. All right, now I'll give you the number of, like, uh, reviews. So Metacritic was only based on five reviews for the critic score. Okay. Whereas Tomatoes was 31. How does Metacritic score again? Out of what is the system? I thought it was based on multiple sites. Uh, I forget. I thought they just, like, did it from... um, I meant, like, is it from a 0 to 100, or is it, uh, oh, yeah, like, a 1 through 10? Uh, 0 to 100. Okay. Well, shit, there's fuck, only man, 5. Man. And if Rotten Tomatoes, fuck. Okay, then I'll say 20 for Critic. And how many was there for Audience? 379 ratings. But 35. Audience, audience goes from 1 to 10. Oh, then I'll give it a six for audience. All right. Critic, I'll say I'm just going to split the difference and say 25. Um, Audience, I'll say I'm hoping they're not being ironic. I'm still going to (laughs) say a four. All right. Metascore, nine. That's more appropriate. Okay. I, yeah. I agree with that one more. And then yeah. the user score, 5.2. Ooh. What did I say, six? You said six, yeah. Nice. What did you say, Brian? I said four. I said four. I think I'm closer. I think so. I win. <laughs> do, do any of us really win? Do any of us really win right now? I mean. Talk about the fucking room. I did not. The God movie. Damn J.D. Mains. Fucking love you, but I J- hate you. J.D., I, you, I, I hate you. I appreciate that. You know, and I think full disclosure, Jim and I, we both watch it on YouTube. Jim mm-hmm. had to do it a few times. 
No, no, it only took me like two sessions. Yeah. And uh, Nick, I how did you watch it? And actually, um, Ryan, before you get into that, neither me nor you had even seen it before doing it for this. Now, I, here's the deal. I did know every... I I basically knew every scene in the movie, but because I watched Disaster Artist and I've seen all the memes, like Disaster Artist really did a good job covering everything. So I did know, like maybe not down to the exact dialogue of every moment, but I knew all the major moments pretty damn well, even before seeing this. But yes, yeah. this was my first time sitting down, watching it all the way through. Yeah, this was my first time sitting down, watching it all the way through. I also had already known all the memes because I was a huge uh, That Guy With The Glasses fan back in, like, the early mm. 2010s, late 2009s. So when, like, Nostalgia Critic did his first review, that Tommy struck down, and then the Cinema Snob did his, like, recreation of the big scenes and shit like that. So mm -hmm. it be, like, a 15-minute, like, retelling of the whole movie, basically. So I knew, like, Brian, I knew a lot of it, but I had never seen the actual thing. And I have never seen the disaster artist because I don't want to take the risk of that giving Tommy Wiseau any kind of money. So, fuck Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nick? Had you yeah, seen so this before? I did. I think I saw it in like 2012 or 2013. Um, Was it one of the and, Adult Swim replays when they do it on April Fools or when they? Were? Yeah, yeah. And um, I actually saw it again to show a, a friend. I was like, you. You have to see this. This is is so bad. It's so fucking bad. And then I saw the disaster artist. Um, and then again, just to refresh everything, I watched it again today. And uh, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I've seen this movie three three times now. <laughs> so <It's>, uh, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Here's the deal. What we typically do, we go over what's good, what's bad. And My favorite parts, you know, but My likes or dislikes. Here's the deal: mm -hmm. the the unfortunate thing is, Jim and I were talking before this. This movie, it you almost can't talk about it without mentioning so many specific scenes, because mm -hmm. um, there is no. I mean, if I'm gonna sum up the plot, Tommy Wiseau is with this woman Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. And yep. uh, they're gonna be getting married they're engaged mm -hmm. but she's having an affair with his best friend uh johnny mm -hmm. and well, no no, no mark. Tom, mark mark, is, mark. I'm tommy sorry. is yeah, yeah. johnny in this yeah that's mark right right i'm sorry yeah yeah uh yeah the names confuse me so mark so mark is having the affair with lisa and there's all these other subplots it's not worth mentioning but that's the core of the movie Tom, mm -hmm. tommy wants to be with lisa he finds out there's a big blow up and that's the core of the movie. If you boil it down to its bare roots. Yeah. There's notoriously a lot of characters introduced left and right. There's Denny. There's the Lisa's mother. There's some friends. There's like all these people that are just thrown in there. Yeah. I really can't say they help the plot along at all. They're just there yeah. for a girl. Yeah, they're just yeah. there for reasons. And, yeah, I mean, the the story behind the movie is more interesting than the movie itself. So I'll right. put that out there. But I guess we'll try our best because maybe, Nick, you do have things you do like. So start with you since you've seen it the most. Mm -hmm. Is there anything about this movie <laughs> you actually like? So when you strip away everything and look at it, <laughs> 
And look as... at the Tommy Wiseau ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when you look at All American Guy. <laughs> okay, so for real, like. <laughs> this just reminds me of the, the fucking dialogue from Nacho Libre. When you look at the man, and he's he's not just a man, but his nucleus. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> god damn it. So, the, I think the story can be interesting. And it's, it's funny, because when I watched it today, some core parts of this movie... And Story Beats reminded me of something that just happened. Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Okay. Okay. Because Lisa in this movie starts to say that Johnny is abusive and is an alcoholic and beating her. And he's the breadwinner. And he's the one trying to provide for her and be good to her and so on and so forth. So in that instance, I was like... Holy shit, this is uh, art reflecting life, reflecting art, you know, like it was crazy. So you couldn't change some things and make it more interesting that way. But I do think the baseline, there is a good story there. It just really needs to be reworked. Are you saying it um, needs a rework with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard? Yeah. I mean, like, dude, you could, you could take the room and put that into like a Johnny Depp and Amber Heard movie and it might work better yeah. i don't know um but it was just the the crazy coincidence of those things like lining up and, and whatnot because they even say in the movie lisa is a sociopath you know she's a leech so on and so forth um i do here's the thing i do appreciate the crazy bastard for going out and doing what he wanted to do yeah sure you know did that yeah and you can tell that some of the actors in the movie have never acted before. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that some... What gave that away? <laughs> and that some are actually, like, really trying. And mm -hmm. I liked that, that you could see the people that were like, actually trying, even though they probably knew the movie was crap that they were trying. You know? Um, and that one thing I will say, artistically speaking is some of the, the city landscape shots of San Francisco were really good. I was actually going to say the cinematography. There are shots that's like they put more thought into the the transition shots and the developing shots. Other mm -hmm. like some of them are just static shots which are terrible, but right. but, but the transitions into them like moving up the stairs through a certain way, I'm like they put more effort in that than it probably deserved. <laughs> Right. Like whoever they got for the cinematography, I think at one point did care enough about the movie to like be like, let me try and get some actually legit establishing shots. And then you could feel the moments where Tommy had influence and was like, no, just shoot this head on or like the infamous mm -hmm. shoot, shoot, recreate the roof on a green screen when there was an actual roof they could have used. But he got right. on a green screen. Like, yeah. You know no, this Hollywood movie. Big yeah. budget. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, I do agree with you there. Some of the shots you're like, this is better than mm -hmm. it should be. Well, they sure used to fuck enough of them. That goddamn last fucking party scene had one every freaking every, three every, minutes. Right. Every <laughs> goddamn minutes. Everyone, let's go outside. Why are we seeing downtown LA right now? Right. <laughs> In the daytime. <laughs> 
Oh, oh no, I got caught. Downtown melee in the nighttime. Fuck. Yeah. Well, it was San Fran actually, but yeah. So, so yeah, those are the things that like I would say are kind of positive. Okay. Yeah, I mean, here here's my thing, and I said this to Jim uh, yesterday when we when I was helping him with something. Um, I hate to admit this, but the main song is catchy, and it reminds me of Legend of Zelda. <laughs> With yep. the little flute, the do 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 do, like like mm-hmm. I, I swear to God, it's Legend of Zelda inspired. Or Bri- Brian and I both wrote the same note down where we're like, "Oh, this sounds like a town theme from Zelda." Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of catchy. The other music, the weird ass R and B that was like commissioned really cheaply, right? like at every sex <laughs> scene, you're like, I don't know what this is. But yeah, that one song, and to your point, like. There is something admirable about, like, Tommy was a dude. He he had money. He had an idea. It ultimately was a waste and very poorly executed, but he wanted to tell a story. And I do believe he thought he was doing, like, something good. Like, I, I feel like mm-hmm. he was probably like, no, this is like he had his, like, heart into it. And, yeah. and and then afterwards, of course, like you tried to retell the story. Like, no, 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 I was in on the joke. It's like you weren't. You did something yeah. terribly. You leaned too far into it. But it's kind of like he he succeeded at failing, and he did it in a really big way. And at the end right. of the day, in history, he made a movie that is more memorable than way more competently made movies will ever be. So he kind of won in the end. Like, I fucking right. hate that he won in the end. Yeah. God fucking <laughs> damn it. Um, I mean, anything else about the movie that I can... I To your point, Nick, there is such a disparity between, like, I love the mom character. The, the mom, mm. like, her lines were so ridiculous. Like, you can't support yourself. He's, he's yeah. taking care of you. And, like, she, to me, stole the scenes every time she was <sighs> in it. Um, but then there was like characters like the one friend who's like having sex with the girl in the place and they're like oh. rubbing chocolates and when he's getting head and he gives that goofy face like and like lean back I was like <laughs> he's just a guy fucking around having fun and realizing mm-hmm. like this probably movie's not going anywhere and I love that it was just left in and like as yeah. the movie went on there were so many things left in because nobody gave a shit and right. it still got done like I I look at something like that, and we talked earlier about trauma and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. if you really wanted to make a movie, just go out and do it. Don't You don't need right. to spend $6 million. But, like, if you have a dream and you have something you want to make, you could do it. So it's, like, almost inspiring. Like, if that piece of shit can be made, like, if you yeah. had a good story, there's hope there. Maybe. Maybe. And I, I'm fucking, stretching fucking it. Fucking vanity project. No. <laughs> yeah. So that, if I had – that, those are my – if I had to give it a good, that's what I would say. Jim. And I would say, too, to bounce off on the mom character, at first I was like, ah, someone finally fucking sensible here. But then she started to turn heel and was like, well, do you think marriage is about love? And, you know, she started like, you could totally tell from I that point she was father. a heel. <laughs> yeah, just a gold digger. And I'm like, oh, well, what the fuck? Okay, mm-hmm. never mind. <laughs> Go ahead, Jim. What would you like about it? I'll give it this. It had been so long since I like was into all the memes on it and the old reviews back in the day. I was 
kind of interested to see just where everything kept going and how the story wound up. I forgot how it ended. So <laughs> I'll give it that. <laughs> Jim, you didn't mean you didn't like when he's in a bathroom and she said, what are you doing there? He said, in a few minutes, bitch. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the story behind that, that he just threw that in, or like he said that and everyone on the staff, on the behind the scenes <laughs> laughed and he didn't understand why they thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, wait, Jim, you forgot your favorite. Cheep, 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 cheep. Because chickens totally make that noise. <laughs> well, Jim and I talk like that was the thing that it was like, okay, there's this weird like joke that they have amongst each other as friends. But then when him and, him and uh, Mark are like actually angry at each other. Right. He like is insulting him with it now. <laughs> like, like he used a thing that's like an inside joke with his friends. And then he's used, like, I don't know. Once again, I know we could go so many individual yeah. moments. Yeah. Like, like totally, it was all over the place. And you know what? Here's the deal. If I if I'm also being honest, something I liked because of how ridiculous it is, I couldn't help but feel like I was kind of entertained by how bad. Like I will never watch it again. <laughs> but I was like entertained because I knew all the stuff and and actually knowing it and seeing it through memes is one thing. Watching it all the way through. Mm-hmm. And seeing it, like you're like, wow, this really is that bad. Like there's like an entertainment, yeah. and just it can't get much worse than this. And then it keeps going. You're like, what the fuck? The, the yeah. fucking ADR in that movie, like so many goddamn times where it's like lines are being read, but the lips aren't moving. The lips are being moving, and the lines right. are being read. Like just, oh my god. The biggest complaint I have of the movie is. There's, I counted, and I'm pretty positive it's correct. There's four sex scenes in the movie. There were three before the 25-minute mark. I wrote the goddamn note down. I was like, we're on another one. And I looked at the runtime, and we're at 25 minutes. I was like, it's the third one. And they all go on so long. They go. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they don't, like, just, they don't start, and then, you know, you see them making out, and then, like, the camera pans, or it's, it's none of that. It just keeps going and going and going, and he's like fucking her torso, mm-hmm. you know, like. <laughs> well, so do you guys? I will ask because I do have some interesting facts that there's a lot of the well-known shit, but like one fact about that sex scene, he initially filmed it for six minutes, and the girl was <laughs> oh like my really gosh. uncomfortable. So that the oh. first two sex scenes with the, and what, them two wasn't that like the first thing that they filmed? Like they got on set basically. Like, okay, sex scene. Basically, like it was very oh early on, gosh. but uh, they filmed that. And the first two sex scenes, the reason why they seem so similar is because the second sex scene is actually just leftover footage from the first rechopped up. So it's not like I they filmed separate so. ones. Yeah, it, it was the like it was same yeah. exact one. Um, but that was also the scene when, like, he was getting upset because people were kind of, like, laughing at him, and he insists on having his ass in there because he said that will sell tickets. But, like, oh he was giving gosh. her shit. He's like, you have pimples on your back. Like, no one wants to see that. And she was, like, <laughs> crying. He made her cry on set because of that. So oh it's like, you, you hear all that behind the scenes. You're like, what the fuck? Careful, Brian. I'm starting to like him. <laughs> Jim's like, wait, this movie's becoming awesome. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and I liked it. Like, she wasn't even the first Lisa. She was supposed to be the best friend. And, like, there's some Hispanic girl who's supposed to be the first Lisa, and she left after a day. Oh, yeah. 
Well, like Cowboy Glenn Black had his sex scene. He was so uncomfortable. He left his jeans on the whole time. So, like, he that's why he had it all covered up with the sheets and crap like that. Well, here's the deal. There is probably no specific point to talking about what we don't like because then it's just ripping apart the movie for all the technical flaws. But mm-hmm. I did want to throw in so, some things I saw, and I wanted to get your guys' reaction. Like I said, these are things I didn't know about, even with the disaster artist. So mm-hmm. did you know there was supposed to be a subplot that was going to get worked in there that uh, Johnny was actually a vampire, and at the end of the movie, his car was going to fly off the roof? I did read that. His Mercedes. I, I had no idea. He, he cut it because he, oh my you know, he basically thought it would be interesting if Johnny was a vampire. But then even with his crazy budget of $6 million, he said that would be too complicated to shoot a car flying off the roof. So they cut that. You know, why would a car fly? Because it, it's a vampire car, stupid. <laughs> but but Jim, here's one. Oh this this God. this little tidbit makes me laugh so hard, and I think you might like this movie. So according to Tommy, uh, Denny in the film has some sort of mental disorder. Which explains his behavior in the film, but the actor was not told about this who played Denny. (laughs) (laughs) So that dude playing Denny, like, can we talk about Denny for a moment? In the first five minutes when they're going upstairs to have sex and they're like, all right, leave. And then he comes up steps, watches, helps tickle. And he's like, I just like to watch you guys. Like, right away, you're like, what is going on with Uh this? And I did yeah. like they had to shoehorn in there. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he feels like his father. He's protective of him. But, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, it was yeah. so written for Johnny to be, like, the best guy ever by every random character. Like, the fucking flower shop lady being like, you're my favorite customer. And then, like, everyone being like, you can't do this to Johnny. He's too good of a guy. He was. He, yeah. Like, All American guy. Like, the ultimate hero. Like, I, like yeah. I guess I like the aspect that it, like, started off as, like, a... Uh, like one of those one room kind of stage shows, yeah, that you right. Made. And so, like, it's very obvious. So that at least explains why it's called the fucking room. But uh, goddamn, now- Denny, and he was probably older than like half the cast too. And he was supposed to be like a teenager. Well, Jim, here's the question: you, oh. you you were always great at bullshitting your way through anything that revolved around art or interpretations of art in college. This is true. So one of the things Tommy said is the reason why it's called the room is the interpretation is a room can be a place of great joy and safety, but it can also be a place of great evil. And he wanted to show the the dichotomy between the two with he had this great love for Lisa, this fun with his friends and Denny, but then also these affairs are taking place. So he was trying to show like how much can happen in the same place and had mm-hmm. the duality of evil and good. Do you buy any of that? I kind of do just because I did research into him and like all the uh, stage acting classes he took and shit like that. And like he was like a big fan of like, you know, a bunch of directors and James Dean and shit. So I mm-hmm. could see that like he that's probably what he was trying to fucking bring across. Not that he did it well. Like obviously his lie is that, you know, it was always meant to be a black comedy when you, you know, he yeah. thought he was, making he was art. being trying to be serious. Yeah. yeah. But to Nick's point, and Nick, you said this, like knowing that if that really was his drive, does it give it any validation? Like the idea behind the story, like it was obviously the execution was awful. 
But like, does right. it give some validation? Like, could this be like I think about relationship movies, and most times they're chick flicks. But the best example mm-hmm. of a fucked up relationship movie I can think of is Closer. I don't know if you guys saw that. With, no, uh, is that I never the J Lo one? No, no, it's the no, one. Oh, no, that's Boy Next Door. Clive Owen, that one. Yeah, and Jude Law and. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, okay, Julia I've never Roberts. seen that. Yeah, Basically, I never saw it's that like one. four. It's like two couples, and the opposites end up having affairs with each other. It's this big, like big okay. fuck up. It's actually pretty messed up. Um, that being said, like it was one. I was like, wow, that's. It's like yeah, it's almost like the room in a sense, like. There's these betrayals, but they loved each mm-hmm. other. They were going to get married. Like, all these things, but it's done very well by very good actors. So it's like, yeah. could that story, like your point, Nick, if it's retold today with mm-hmm. a more flushed-out idea, would it be as bad as we think? I mean, I'll say this. Like, I totally understand that concept that he's talking about, right? Like, you can have great memories in a room and great things can happen and then horrible things can happen at the same time you know and that is very very deep in itself and the movie does reflect that so if that was his goal then 100 percent he nailed it yeah because he had the best moments of his life in that room and he had the moment that ended his life in that room Yep. You know, spoiler. <laughs> Smack your nuts, boy. <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, if that's like the approach he was going for, I think he got it. You know, not the best way, but he did get it. Um, but if it was retold today, like you remove the disaster artist and stuff because that's really kind of separate. We're just talking about the room. If someone were to remake the room today and not try to be hokey or campy with it, but make it a real serious film, I think they could do a lot better. Yeah. Uh, and I think because again, like I said, there, I think there is a good story there. It just needs to be flushed out more. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can because they did introduce the subplot of Denny looking kind of desperate for cash, maybe selling drugs. You know, buying them from a drug dealer and then selling them on his own or, or whatnot. Um, that's a good subplot. They also introduced that friend, uh, Peter, I think his name was. Yeah. Uh, the psychologist. Was um, he the one that changed characters by yes, the end of the he movie? he was the one that changed characters because yeah. they only had him for a day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He film his other shit. Uh, he, he was good. Um, there could have been something there, you know. Um, as much as they say, like... Mark and Johnny are best friends. There really wasn't a whole lot of screen time with the two of them together doing stuff. So uh, I think maybe that could be explored more. <sighs> Can we talk about the fo- like? We know everything about Tommy Wiseau is weird, but the one scene I I still couldn't quite figure out why were they in tuxedos playing football? I thought that was for his wedding, like I. But then I realized quickly, like the next scene after, they're still talking about getting married. So yeah, it wasn't well, the wedding. What the fuck were they in tuxedos? For? They said, or what was his? Denny said, they going for uh, "Your your wedding photos are going to look great." Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But but yeah. then it's like, but yeah, what do they mean? Do they mean like they just got engagement photos? Like I, I don't get what they meant. I I don't know. Like I could I was taking it as like. 
uh, you can take it two ways. One, they were going to get wedding photos done before the wedding, maybe so you don't have to worry about like the rush of everything happening on your wedding yeah. day. So you just take these preemptively. Another one is there was something that they either couldn't film or that was cut completely of a wedding scene, yeah. maybe. I don't know. Or Tommy's uh, retard and he doesn't know how weddings work. <laughs> I mean, Tommy didn't understand basic English, Jim, so... <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty fluent, if you ask me. <laughs> Brian, he's an all-American guy from New Orleans. Oh, hi. <laughs> I love that, like, the stories of, like, Q&As come out where, like, um... I was watching Red Letter uh, commentary track a little bit, and they are like, we, we went to a screening, and, like, he did a Q&A. And anytime someone asked a question that he, like, didn't like or didn't want to answer, he would just start chanting, USA, USA. That's like, oh, oh my gosh. Do. Yeah, you could totally tell that he's from probably an Eastern European country. Mm -hmm. And the he grew up. Weird. Yeah, and, and he grew up watching probably, you know, uh, James Dean movies and looking up to guys like Johnny Cash or whatever yep. and just totally idolize the American dream. That's that, yep. yep. You know, and. And this is me without like doing any like research or whatever, just theorizing myself. And that was a good guess because James Dean was his favorite. Okay, so you know what? When you think of an old nineteen fifties main character in a movie, what's his name going to be? Probably Johnny. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of a, a Johnny football. There you go. Boom. Done. Yep. Okay, and in football, they're constantly throwing football. So I think he's really obsessed with like American culture. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And somehow he made enough money to fund this shit and he's apparently independently wealthy his story always changes like he's he's way more interesting than the movie itself I no mean, his right, like, didn't he say he was like in it didn't he say he was in his 20s when this movie was filmed oh god he, he said he was like you know, 25 i feel like even he probably day, did even though he's probably like 60 now at least so right now if you take it about uh from time you know there's a few articles i've read He's approximately 66 years old. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah, Probably right. Which seems more reasonable. He's from, you know, Poznan, Poland. Um, here's a question I have, though. There are so many memeable moments. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have a favorite quote or moment from Tommy specifically? From the movie? Yeah. Who wants to go first? I'll go, I'll go first. My favorite is okay. just when when uh, Mark was telling that really intense story. <laughs> Motherfucker, <his> <laughs> you're taking mine. You <laughs> son of a that bitch. That was also my favorite. Eat shit. <laughs> what a great story, there, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she got beat to within an inch of her life. <laughs> Good story, Mark. Fuck you. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> That was mine. <laughs> oh, what's good. your backup, Brian? My backup now has to be, <laughs> shut up, bitch. <laughs> when he's in the, like, when he's in the bathroom. Because that one was just so, I mean, he's already mad at her. And mm -hmm. she's kind of like, come on, stop being a baby. And he's just like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> it just seems so yeah. out of character for his character. <laughs> A very close behind that is when him and Johnny or uh, him and Mark are at the coffee shop talking, and he's like, "Come on, tell me mm. your clients." He's like, "No, it's confidential." Anyway, how's your sex life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess I think... my backup would be just him going, "Get off me, motherfucker!" Just yeah. delivery. 
because it's one of the few that weren't like 80 yard in. It was like an actual line he remembered to say. Right. What about you, Nick? I think mine is just the classic walks out onto the roof. I did not hit her. I did not. It's bullshit. I did not. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's my question. If you guys say you guys were approached for a movie mm -hmm. and similar, like all of a sudden you meet the director and the person funding it and it's a Tommy Wiseau character, like someone kind of goofy, but whatever. Let's say. Yeah. Whatever is a reasonable price, you're going to make 10, 20 grand. So, something that's like, it's not out of this world going to change your life, but it's like, I got to do this for like a few days of shooting. Like, okay, no doubt. Mm -hmm. Do you think you'd go through? And let's say your character is, I'm trying to think like a Denny level where you're enough in the movie where you got to shoot a couple. It's not like one scene like the accountant who left afterwards. But it's right. enough, like where you gotta do a couple scenes. So, you, you know, you're shooting for a week, maybe more. Do you think you would take take it, thinking the same way they did, where it's like this is never gonna come out, and then it could potentially follow you for the rest of your life, knowing it could be a terrible cult movie. I mean, yeah, pay me, fuck it. <laughs> if it's all right, so like I I had to turn down a role for a uh, bodybuilding biopic. Um, or like not biopic, yeah, biopic because it was based on a true story about some bodybuilder, um, and it was for one day for three hundred bucks. But I had to be vaccinated. I'm not. I had just gotten over COVID at the time. Yeah. Um. So, and I was like willing to drive out to California to go. I mean, it would have been like an even draw. I wouldn't have made money on it, and I was going to do it anyway. So if you're talking about right. if you're talking about twenty dollars or twenty dollars, give me twenty. Yeah. I'll be in your movie. No, if you're talking about twenty thousand, then yes. Well, that's I, what's I like, I'm trying to think of a number. Like, what's something where I I'm putting out there the potential of like using this as a story of like, say it did hit cult status for how terrible it is, and yeah. basically you're almost mocked and followed for the rest of your life, knowing you did this one role that you thought was a it was a nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, would you still want to do it? Well, I mean. I, I fucking what con there's a convention that just happened that had the actor that played uh, Officer Dewey or Doofy Doofy from Scary Yeah, Man. and he goes to conventions all the fucking time. He loves like, it. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean I mean there's even that uh the actress Felicia something who was from Sleepaway Camp and that oh, was like her, oh. that was like her big thing and she's still doing horror conventions oh, and yeah. Comic-Con. So I mean, you could find the silver lining in that. Yeah. You know. But would you and, want that is my question. Not so much like, yes, you could make money. and Same as like Troll 2, like many years later after they made the best worst movie documentary. Oh, my God. And they, they, some of those actors, like the one dude's a dentist, he still sometimes shows up at conventions. Would you want to do that knowing it's not like, yeah, some people are getting enjoyment out of you, but ultimately you're just being laughed at. And you're just showing up as like, whatever, I'll sign some autographs. Like basically being like the Virgil of the WWE. Like, right. Would you want that? Would I question? want that? No, probably not. Especially if I'm trying to advance my career. Yeah. Um, but if I didn't give a shit and thought like, here's a once in a lifetime opportunity, fuck it. Yeah. But if I was trying to be like a serious actor or something like, I know, um, the guy who played Mark, 
Mm-hmm. He was trying to be a real serious yep. actor. Yep. That kind of fucked him. It fucked him good, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, you got to kind of look at the good and the bad in that situation because it could lead to even better things. It like could. Yeah. having a movie made about you and your movie. Yep. So it's like, it's a gamble. It's a it, huge gamble. It is kind of weird how, like, you know, Greg, or, you know, who played Mark, like, he yeah. wrote a book about how bad the and every, all the weird stuff was about the thing, but he's still, like, is considered, like, Tommy's best friend, too. It's a bizarre, like, kind of situation yeah. they have together. So and what's then, funny like, about the disaster... He wrote a book that was successful, that he sold yeah. to make a movie that was successful. Yeah. So, like, he kind of That's... still cashed in more than anyone, I think. He worked out, the... yeah. That's what's funny about The Disaster Artist is it's based on a book that's based on real life and a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's it's weird like like that. And they even made um another movie together, or two movies. Yeah. Uh, Best Best Fiends, part one and part two, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that one actually almost got my attention. <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. Don't give anyone, don't give anyone an idea here. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, give them my money this time. So, but Jim, what about you? What was the subject? I don't even remember. That. God damn it, Jim! If right, you Jim, were you... approached oh. by a, a, a Tommy Wiseau person, no, oh wait, no, I answered that a half hour ago. I said, yeah. All I right, what it. if your scene was still good money, but half the scenes you're being banged by Tommy Wiseau? How much am I getting paid? <laughs> Ten grand. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Let's go. Wait, but you have to squeal like a piggy. Hey, 10 grand, 10 grand. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, my dude. gosh. But then what if, what I'm saying, what if it reaches like a cult status and like you're that, you know, everyone that sees you get squeals like a piggy to you. Whatever. Then some dumb conventions pay, pay me to fly me out to be at them. Fuck your, your booth banner is you bent over with oink coming out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, that's not that different from my everyday life at this point. So. <laughs> Fuck Jim. Jeez. D- dignity, Jim. Fuck. Have some fucking self-respect. Nah, nah. Dignity's for poorers. Pay me. God damn it, Jim. <laughs> Everyone's got a plan until they have to oink like a piggy. <laughs> <laughs> the last interesting fact I had, and I actually sent you guys on Twitter. Did you know... There is a 8-bit video game made about this by fans. I did hear about that. They came out in like the early 2010s or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's by I, I, The Room Tribute, I believe, is, is is the name of the game. I'm trying to figure yeah. out who actually made it. They, like, like, what the a, fuck a would you even do? Well, grounds. The, so I, I, I sent you in Twitter what the game is. It's like a web-based thing. It's okay. 8-bit. Um it was apparently covered by Pootie Pie. Oh shit! And... Oni did the music for it. No shit. So, yeah, I may have to stream this on Twitch. I don't know, but like, uh, the <laughs> the way I found out about this was when I was looking up uh, ridiculous facts, and the screenshot they used is post sex scene naked Tommy looking at naked Lisa in bed. Oh and my he's gosh. saying, I better put on clothes. So I can't imagine what the game's actually about. 
It's like probably an 8-bit walking, side-scrolling walking simulator. Yeah, just retelling the movie. They probably yeah. have all the things, and you get to probably control Johnny. And... You know what? I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it and, and not backpedal on what I said, <laughs> okay. or I'm about to say. <laughs> Everyone was so fucking... Lisa, so beautiful. Oh, Lisa, this. Yeah. And I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah. Who? This chick that they probably found at Paxson? Yeah. Like, oh, good who? Paxson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a terrible looking woman, but I mean. No, but not like fucking. Like, not worth jaw dropping enough. Oh, yeah. 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 She, she walked a very fine line between. Oh, yeah, not bad in. Ooh. <laughs> Fuck Jim. What? <laughs> I don't know. Like that was something that just really bothered me. But in the back of my mind too, I was also like, "Well, they probably couldn't afford someone else." So. No. no. Well, yeah. So here's the deal. Now we come to the legit part, Jim. We're gonna start with you. What are you grading this classic? We do a one out of ten, right? Or no, no we do we do, we do the letters. Yeah, this is what this. Well, I guess I'm new here now. Fuck. Because <laughs> you've given the the worst answers for every movie so far. Yeah. So. Nah, so fucking F. Fuck this movie. I would have probably given it like a passing D minus for like you know like the cuteness of it. But dude, fuck Tommy Wiseau. Like, hi all, Dougie. All he did in the early 2010s was fucking copyright strike down anything that talked about it. Even as recently as 2020, he sued. A fucking, uh, or like 2016, he sued a documentary that was like made about the bad side of it that like wasn't, you know, done through him or Greg and shit like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I forget what it was called, but like he actually lost that case and they're making him pay them back at like 600K in damages and shit like that. Oh, wow. So like, like he likes to pretend that like he's in on the joke and like, you know, he appreciates everything, but he he's not. He's still mad that he fucking gets memed on and that he's a joke. He just realized that that's the way he can make money off it. So fuck that guy. So no. Hey, All right, Jim. It's but we're not talking you're... about that guy. Yeah, we're talking you're, about you're, what you'd give the movie. The movie, because you're taking. It's weird you're taking such a hard stance when Nintendo has butt fucked every one of their fans and copyright struck everything. But you give them a pass every day, and he at least still make his a good own product. Money. They still but, make but, good products. But here's the deal. He I've said before in the podcast. Money. I don't care what you do if you. <laughs> good product i will fucking still probably but buy here's it. the difference he used his own money nintendo takes your money and says here's cardboard build something or here's the same game the 12. fucking entire cast thought it was a goddamn front <laughs> of the mafia it doesn't Bro, matter it wasn't got... actually his money but the difference is it was a vanity project and it sucked fucked him it did suck it, does, but... it doesn't make it better that he made it something a vanity project and it was bad it but the difference is that. you're worried about him and to next yeah, point, you're not separating the art from the artist. There's no art. It's a terrible movie. What's did the you art get, there? Did you get any entertainment? He ADR'd any he, he ADR'd over any, all of his goddamn lines. He fucking like. There's no consistency with the plot. There's no consistency with the acting. There's it's a fucking disaster. Like the, the name of the book's right. But I mean, Lisa did keep it, cheating on him. That's consistent. You're telling me there's no no part of that movie you enjoyed at all. You didn't. Did laugh. you laugh? You didn't. I mean, yeah. I already knew everything that was coming, so I couldn't laugh. If it was my first time, maybe. But, like, if you know what's coming, it's just like, oh, that's where that line's from. Ah. Like, I, I, I probably laughed once or twice. But, no, it's still, like, it's an F of a movie. The movie's fucking <laughs> awful. There's nothing redeeming about it. I don't care how bad it is. Or how so bad is good it is. No, it's not so bad as good. It's fucking garbage. Jim's there getting were, heated. There were three sex scenes, 
But it was a 99-minute-long <laughs> goddamn movie. If you take out the football, the sex scenes, and the panning scenery shots, it could have been 45 fucking minutes, and I could have saved a lot of goddamn time. Jim, was there not enough ass for you? Tommy's ass was probably the highlight. That and fucking Lisa's decent <laughs> He was in good shape. Lisa's decent rack, so. Okay. <laughs> Nick, what are you grading it? I almost like Jim is almost to the point where he's heated enough to like actually maybe cut a good promo right now. <laughs> he would try. <laughs> oh man, I would probably D plus because I do see again the whole ex- explanation for why calling it the room and the deepness with that the. Um, the story is there. It's just really rough and a lot of things kind of feel like they're running in circles at some points. Um, the cinematography was actually not that bad. I think there the jogging scene, they are legitimately running in circles <laughs> with the pants. <laughs> um, and you can, you can, <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. Ooh, that, oh. was juice. that was bubbling. That was like a, a foamy one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've only got one more in my six pack. Damn. That's first Good bubbly man. burp there. Um, and then again, you know, like they did um, kind of keep it to like a somewhat of an inner circle with the cast and to keep the, the story like no to opposite Jim. There, it was consistent, and there were consistent storylines, especially with uh, Lisa's friend, who was like, "You need to tell Johnny," and then she told him, told her again later on, whatever, blah 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 blah. So I'll, you know, I'll stick with my grade. Okay, fair. I'm going D minus because it's not a total failure for some of the reasons you said. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it fails on a gazillion levels, but the I do respect, <sighs> you know. I might not like Tommy like Jim, mm-hmm. but I res- like I said, there is something about the hope it could give to somebody, even if you have a terrible idea, Yeah, whether you make it on YouTube or something, you could make your own movie. There is an idea there. Like the, yeah, just look you, up my YouTube channel. The, well, no, no, I was no, about to I, say that. Fuck. <laughs> the, the terrible backstory of like what the, what he was trying to tell. I can see what he was trying to tell. And like you said, there were some people and it might have faded as the movie went on, but there was enough people in there that clearly did try to do a good job, even if Tommy fucked it all up. That I'm like, you know what? I laughed at parts that I wasn't expecting to laugh at. So I got enough entertainment out where there's right, you're just laughing at that goddamn fucking Beyondies guy's face. The what? My underwears. His face. The oh, that guy. guy, yeah. I mean there there's just there was enough scenes in there. I've seen, that guy was like straight out of an American Pie movie. He really I mean, was. I've seen plenty of movies that were better made with better sound design, better cinematography that bored the fuck out of me. And I will never even want to take a hint at this one. I had a goofy sense of like, all right, this is terrible, but I can laugh at some of this. And the dialogue is so goofy that it is terrible. So just for that, it can't be a failure for me, but it I can't give it good. So yeah, D minus right. it has to be for me. 
Yep. I think I'm go. just the more forgiving one out of all three of yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. I, like, like you said, it's never. I, I think getting... that's an average of a D, D minus and a half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but JD, you son of a bitch, that was a hell of a selection. As soon as I saw it, I said, this, this is, this is going to get interesting. At least we got to do like a filtration system with the requests. No, no, no. They pay their money. They can do whatever they want. Uh, yeah. Well, then they got to fucking pay their money and subscribe to my fucking podcast too then. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but no, we, we do appreciate all support. And uh, next, next time, next month, uh, we'll be going back because we haven't had any other requests. We'll be going back to uh, – it'll actually be starting with Nick again selection oh hell yeah so and actually before we sign off nick speaking of your podcast like we yep. always do please plug away all right so you can find me on my inactive youtube channel because i haven't had really a whole lot of time to film an episode lately apologies uh at nerdy nick 90 underscore 91 on youtube you can find me on twitter at buff nerd um, you can find me on Instagram at nerdynick underscore 91. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, um, Audible, and um, what is that? Amazon? What? Amazon Music. Hmm. I'm okay. on there as well. It is the N Squared Podcast. N Squared, one word, capital N, capital S, Squared Podcast. We talk all things professional wrestling, comic books, movies, pop culture, current events, and of course, video games. And as always, we like to give a shout out to this podcast, The Bonus Beers. Oh yeah. So, and you can ask a question for free on that one by the way. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Nick, I got to ask how is uh how'd that beer treat you as you got through it? Uh, you know what? It's it was cold when I got it, and as I started to go through the six pack, it started to warm up a little bit. Because, yep. yeah, um, it still tastes good though. I still have the. It, it really does taste like you're drinking vanilla ice cream. Yep, it's fucking great. That's I awesome. love it. It's something different, you know. After the whole IPA May happened, it was really hard for me to go back to IPAs mm -hmm. because I was like, damn. Nothing is fucking bitter. Nothing is making me have the dads, you know, the day after drinking shits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. IPAs um, hit you a different way. Oh, yeah. You I'm know, it's going when I'm putting in my mouth. It's funny, man, because after a, no IPA may, anytime I saw a Voodoo Ranger in any, you know, uh, specificity, I was like, what? <laughs> I, you know it's like that scene from the hangover he's like here have a you know yep. this drink and he's like Ugh. that's how i felt about ipas so i've been having my way trickling back in ipas but this beer if you can get it caldy creamin from mother earth brew company is very good i 10 out of 10 recommend nice yeah the evil genius like i said the there's no crying in baseball six percent Hazy IPA. See, hazy IPAs I can I can give many more passes to than regular IPAs or even doubles because they tend to be much more of a citrusy note and a little bit more drinkable. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. But but to your point, Nick, yeah. I part of why I started to know IPA May is I want to give myself a break from yeah. they're 
IPAs are just too goddamn accessible. And every There's bottle so shop many. you go to, it's so many. literally two rows or at least two columns of just IPAs. And you're like, mm-hmm. where's stouts? Where's porters? Where's lagers? Like, nope, just IPAs. You could go to like a Total Wine and they have enough IPAs to have like two full aisles of it. Exactly. So, yeah. I will say, like I said, this is a good one. But then again, uh, we're, I mean, maybe I'm biased because I like most shit from Evil Genius. They just make really tasty beers. I'm glad to see they're still going. So recommend it if you can find it. Mm-hmm. Jim, I'd ask you about yours, but. You're drinking water. Yeah, yeah. it's Bud Light. It's my least favorite of the three. This Bud's <laughs> for you. That's <laughs> for me, all right. It's something. Yeah. It's something to drink in my fridge. So with that, we want to say thank you so, so much. If you've been supporting us, you're watching. We truly, truly appreciate it. We love doing these episodes for you guys. As we've said before, if you do have a request, let us know with the tier that you're at. And uh, make sure you subscribe to next podcast. We hope you have a great night. And you know what? If you've never seen The Room, only watch if if you're really drunk or have a very crazy curiosity don't do your discretion is advised very advised (laughs) so it's it's like a bunch of other people say you don't really realize how bad it is until you actually watch until you watch it. get a group of friends get drunk order some pizzas and wings and have a fucking fun time yeah with that everyone we want to say have a good night and cheers cheers cheers